and now we'll kindly ask Benjamin Wong from uh, the Hong Kong to um, take us through the topic of uh, opportunities, everything you need to know about the Greater Bay Area. Benjamin, thank you. Benjamin was with us in New York last week, so we keep traveling together. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Nicholas. And you know the drill, you have the time. Yes, the sure. Yes, thank you. Uh, yes, um, I was uh, with uh, Nicholas last week in New York, so uh, jet lag. Um, now, um, I've got only 10 minutes, and um, we are a little bit uh, overrun, so uh, I don't want to keep you away from your lunch for too long. Uh, now, um, Greater Bay Area, all you need to know about it, and I think it's fantastic to have this session after our previous panel, because uh, it's, it's set a scene very well uh, on the uh, Button Road Initiative. And um, Greater Bay Area is um, a little bit related to the um, Belt and Road Initiative. Uh, the reason is because Belt and Road is very long, very big. Any one city along the Belt and Road is only one dot. And the uh, Greater Bay Area is going to be able to make this dot bigger. Um, and also, <clears throat> uh, the Belt and Road Initiative is um, very big uh, and is uh, there for a long term. Uh, people say it's that case, I would say it's a century uh, blueprint uh, for development. Uh, however, um, it's, um, it's, um, it's so big that sometimes it's uh, hard to comprehend uh, uh, this um, project. But I think uh, Greater Bay Area presents you with something much more immediate and much more mature. Um, I think uh, one of the topics about um, uh, the Burton Road earlier was on the risk, and uh, I'm sure projects in the Greater Bay Area is uh, much more bankable uh, than some of those uh, Burton Road Initiatives projects. Now, uh, how big is uh, Greater Bay Area and why you should be paying attention to it? Um, one measure which will be very useful is actually on the GDP there, uh, 1.5 trillion. is about... Um, 12% of um, China's GDP, and if you use that to measure with one country, um, you can use it to measure with uh, Australia. Australia's uh, GDP is 1.3, so um, the, the area of this, um, uh, the GDP of this area is about um, um, 110% that of uh, Australia. So that uh, shows you the size of it. And how does it different from other Bay Areas? You know, you've got Tokyo Bay Area, San Francisco, New York Bay Area. Now, um, the other Bay Area basically is uh, a very loosely uh, structured a term uh, referring to the area. However, the Greater Bay Area is actually um, uh, something that we have an agreement signed uh, on that. So actually what it means is that, that we've got a lot more communication on the development. Uh, we've got a lot more um, commitment to communicate and also to uh, work together, to collaborate. That's very important because uh, we don't want to create um, uh, cutthroat competitions uh, in this area. Um, and the other three Bay Area actually would um, be a very good reference on what's the potential of uh, our Bay Area. Uh, again, um, this is not, uh, we will not be competing among these four Bay Areas, but rather it will be showing the potential. Now, um, on the third row um, is the GDP. I, I mentioned about that 1.5 trillion for the Hong Kong uh, Greater Bay Area. If you look at the other uh, Greater Bay Area, uh, New York is about 1.6, uh, Tokyo is about uh, 1.7 uh, trillion US dollars. So for that, uh, you can see that they are a bit bigger uh, than uh, our Bay Area. However, if you look at also the fourth row, that is um, the growth rate of the region, you can see the growth rate of the region is um, 7%. 
versus 1% of New York, 2% of Tokyo. So it shows you the momentum uh, of the growth of the uh, region. Um, and I think uh, Mr. Anwar earlier in the panel mentioned about um, the GDP uh, contribution of China. And over here, you can see that um, with the GDP growth in, the, uh, in our Bay Area, um, the GDP, the total GDP will be exceeding the others uh, in a few years' time. Uh, but of course, uh, this is not the main aim of the GDP area because uh, we have a very high GDP mainly because it's a very big piece of land with a lot of people. Uh, however, what we are aiming at is um, on the fifth row and also on the sixth row um, of this chart. One is on the GDP share of the treasury uh, industry. Now, um, as you all know, um, the Greater Bay Areas, if you look at um, the other San Francisco, New York, and also Tokyo, uh, the treasury com uh, composition of the GDP is 70 to 80 percent, uh, whereas we are at 60 percent. So you can see that this is something that we will be able to grow, and this is the element which uh, will be able to give a very high yield, especially when you're looking into the future where technology is so important. Um, and uh, then is the per, per capita GDP. If you look at that, um, the Hong Kong, Juham, sorry, uh, the Greater Bay Area of ours actually is only 20,000 US dollars. Um, whereas if you look at San Francisco Bay Area, it's five times of ours. For New York, it's fourth time, and Tokyo is two times. So actually, um, if we're aiming toward that, um, the potential for growth actually will be much bigger. Now, there are a lot of slides. I don't think I could finish that in 10 minutes, so I'll be skipping quite a number of them. Now, uh, infrastructure, of course, infrastructure is important because it's a conduit for uh, transportation, for maritime, for shipping. On the, on, on the other hand, it's also a source of business um, for the shipping industry. Now, uh, we have just done um, one bridge over here. There's the Hong Kong Macau Bridge. But actually, uh, as some examples, to improve the um, mobility and connectivity of the Greater Bay Area, um, this is Hong Kong, Shenzhen, and other provinces uh, and other cities. We will be building more bridges at the river mouth, because obviously, um, right now, before this bridge was built, it was completed last year. Um, cargoes and uh, cargoes they have to go up and down to Hong Kong or uh, Shenzhen. But now with this bridge, uh, we, it is actually much more accessible than before. So actually this will also be bringing in cargo into the uh, Hong Kong um, seaport and also airport. Uh, because obviously before, um, it, uh, it was not as accessible. So actually um, the manufacturing activities over this area uh, is much less um, than this. So actually it means that um, the land over here is cheaper and the labor are cheaper. So actually it means that in the future we, be, we believe that there will be more cargoes being generated in this area and that will be feeding onto the Hong Kong port also. And Hong Kong Chihama Macau Bridge, this uh, I mentioned that is uh, finished at, um, uh, late last year uh, together with the high-speed rail. Now why are these two important? Uh, it's actually more important in terms of how management use the time. Uh, because without this bridge, then actually the traveling time over here will be by ferry. Uh, whereas um, this one, without the high-speed rail, um, the traveling actually from here up to Guangzhou, back then it took two hours, and now it's 50 minutes. Um, and the main thrust of, um, uh, uh, of uh, benefits of this is that for this, um, the management, if you're basing yourself in Hong Kong, 
Now I think um, all you know that you've got a very busy schedule and how to make use of your time is very important. Uh, without this kind of connectivity, um, um, then actually the traveling to say into, into mainland China will take much longer. Uh, we use um, these three hours uh, of traveling um, as a measure because in, a, in one day, if you want to travel out and travel back um, to your home base, then actually three hours out, some meetings, and then three hours back is actually the pattern. So actually with the high-speed rail, now we have shortened this two-hour journey into, six, uh, into 15 minutes. It means that now your circle, instead of going from, from here to here, it will be way out of this map. It means that you could be able to make use of your time much more efficient. And I think all of you know that um, we've got very good uh, location within Asia. So no matter it's about the Asia travel or within the China travel, it will be much more efficient. Now, one thing worthwhile mentioning is that uh, within the Greater Bay Area, we've got um, three of the top ten ports. And, of course, uh, it means the business volume. Um, and, of course, I mentioned about the accessibility to the western side of the Pearl River Delta. So we believe that that will be helping to grow the um, port traffic uh, more. And one thing as, uh, I must mention about, um, about Hong Kong is, of course, about the financing and leasing. Uh, now, um, the leasing is something that we are trying to develop. So actually, we have this work group within the government working on this tax regime for uh, leasing houses on ship leasing. Uh, we've got a very good success on the aircraft leasing already. So uh, a lot of the leasing houses, they've, got, uh, they've set shops in Hong Kong for aircraft leasing. So the next um, uh, element we're trying to work on is on the ship leasing. So uh, please keep an eye out for it. And the marine insurance is another element. element. Uh, we are reducing the uh, marine insurance tax in Hong Kong uh, from our 16.5% on profit to 8.25% on, uh, uh, on marine insurance profits. Besides this, uh, actually some of uh, you, if you are in the uh, insurance sector, you may know uh, for reinsurance, uh, we have now this CROS uh, scheme in place, uh, which is that uh, if the mainland insurer is placing reinsurance risk outside of uh, mainland China, Hong Kong now we have a, a special status, which will be allowing the insurance companies in Hong Kong to accept this risk uh, with a smaller, much smaller reserve. So that would be very useful um, and uh, will be making the uh, use of funds much more efficient. And uh, one last item, I, my time is up already, but one last item uh, is on technology. Uh, now, uh, of course, uh, we are very keen on technology, and actually for the government, we've got uh, different injections of funds into the technology sector, no matter it's on the research institutes or on the company. On the company, we've got, the, we've got this um, super tax cut, which will be reducing the, um, the R&D expenses. Um, uh, the tax reduction on that will be 300% on the first $2 million, and after that, it will be 2 million um, percent, sorry, 200% uh, reduction. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we have other matching grants, and also we also have another scheme, which is uh, reimbursing the, um, uh, the R&D expenditures up to $10 million. So the main aim is that, that we will be trying to... Um, uh, support the R&D and also technology development. And of course, um, this will be done hand-in-hand hand with the Shenzhen side because uh, Shenzhen uh, is the strongest technology hub inside of mainland China, and they've got all the talents and all the big uh, names over there, uh, Tencent or Huawei. So with that, uh, we are also establishing this um, technology loop between Shenzhen and Hong Kong 
and it is a location where we can have um, uh, uh, research institutes and also uh, facilities set up over there, making use of both sides, talents from mainland China and also the financial platform in Hong Kong. It's a very quick presentation, but I hope um, it will give you some idea, and I hope that um, we will be able to exchange some cards in the, uh, later, after, and uh, maybe in the lunch or something. Uh, but I think uh, you've got a whole week of activities, and I'm sure I'll be running into you in some other activities. Thank you.